in the last year, I've really leaned into the fact that there's no secrets in sleep training. Like and people, people have told us that what they buy from us is nothing new to them. They just needed the accountability, which is a different part, but there's only really a few handfuls of sleep training methods. And if you want to go in the way that like, I don't teach, that's fine. You do you, but you know what, if it doesn't work for you and you want another solution, then I have a solution for you. You're listening to the Stuff Marketers Say podcast. Be sure to download now. The price increases to $9.97 starting tomorrow from start to scale and beyond. All right. So we had a great interview with one of our clients, uh, Becca Campbell of Little Z Sleep. She's a sleep consultant, a pediatric sleep, sleep consultant rather. And me and Davey both had a great time talking with her, hearing about uh, her experience with ads, some great lessons she's learned along the way. And obviously we're super grateful to have her as a client for well over a year at this point now. Um, Ryan, when you were listening to the episode, anything that stood out to you? Yeah, no, totally. I think one of the biggest things that stands out to me about Becca is just really her passion for what she does and for how how well she cares for her clients. You know, whether those are paid clients or if they're clients that are just listening to the podcast or consuming some of her free content, like that doesn't matter to her. She's just such a giver and really wants to take care of those people and make sure that she's giving them value. And I think that's just such a genuine way to operate a business. And on the flip side of that, the plus side of that, it's just generated an awesome business for her from a revenue perspective as well. So I think it's just a really cool, awesome example of when you really care about doing things right, the results are going to fall in line. So that was kind of my biggest takeaway from it. Definitely. Yeah. A couple other things that I think are going to be great for you guys to listen to is one, she kind of in that same vein talks about you know, leaning into her strengths. And I think that, you know, how much she cares about her clients is something that she definitely leans into. Another thing, just in a, a little bit more practical sense, she leans into the marketing that she thinks not only she's good at, but she enjoys doing. We talk a little bit about the differences uh, for her for video versus audio versus some of the other content that she's doing and how she makes those things work for her. And then we also talk a little bit about her experiences with working with an agency versus working with a freelancer. And we're talking about you know, someone who's going to be running her paid advertising traffic for her. So agency versus a freelancer uh, versus a kind of a do it, do it yourself approach. She has some really great thoughts, you know, throughout that, th those kind of experiences that she's had there as well. But overall, great interview where we talk through, um, you know, all, all the things we mentioned as well as just talking through some things that have worked really well for her in growing an audience and a network and a great business that that's very profitable in a very, very uh, niche audience, but at the same time, an audience that has a lot of preconceived notions. Uh, we're talking about, you know, sleep, there's going to be opinions, anything to do with, with kids, especially your own kids. There's going to be a lot of opinions, a lot of objections, a lot of things that you come up against, especially from a cold audience from ads that are going to really show people, you really have to show people why your way is going to be a great way for them. And she has some great feedback and, and thoughts on, on how to overcome uh, things like that as well. So, all right, I hope you enjoy this episode and uh, really looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Welcome back to another episode of the Stuff Marketers Say podcast. I'm still uh, getting used to saying that. But welcome here with co-founder Jesse Marchecchio and one of our clients, Becca Campbell of Little Z Sleep. Becca, how long have you been one of our clients now? since August, 2019. Yeah. So one of our longest running clients, and we're really excited to chat with you because not only do we think highly of your business, but of course, highly of you uh, and your family as well. So excited to chat. 
Yeah, no, you guys have, I'm probably jumping ahead, but honestly, like Till has been an, a huge anchor in our business and we would definitely not be where we are today if it were not for you guys. And we get asked about you guys probably a few times a month and it's like nothing but amazing things because it, and it's true. So we're, we're thankful for you guys too. Awesome. Well, Jesse, you can go ahead and Venmo her or <laughs> <laughs> fee for saying that. Really appreciate it. So anyways, we're going to dive in. We're going to talk a little bit about your business and, and how you got started and then talk a little bit about the different channels that you use and, and have found most effective in building your business. So uh, excited to dive in there. But could you just tell us a little bit about Little Z Sleep, who you serve, what it is that you do, and maybe just a, a brief overview of your offerings as well? Yeah. So as a pediatric sleep consultant, we offer online courses for families ages zero to five years old. And our whole mission is to help resolve these exhausting issues that are happening. And now our our bigger mission that we've stepped into is we do want to help you make sleep a thing, but we want to help you keep that going for years to come because your child's not a robot. So we want to make sure that you always have access to sleep help that's easy and affordable. And we do that through our online courses and through our membership base and our podcast and YouTube and all the channels that we can possibly think of. Awesome. And so what have you found, I guess, Jesse, throwing this to you, what channels do you feel like have been particularly effective for Becca? Yeah, well, I can tell you from experience that uh, having having been through her her coaching and programs with our own little one, that basically any channel for her that gets Becca, like front and center video, um, where they get a dose of not only her person personality, but the way that she teaches is always going to be super effective just because her personality, I think is, uh, so like immediately trustworthy. And I know that for us, like that was a huge step in kind of jumping into wanting to and trusting somebody with like figuring out like, Hey, not only how can we get our kid to sleep, but also how can we get to sleep as parents as much as possible? So I know that the, the video aspects of it, uh, whether that's YouTube, whether that is a video on Facebook or Instagram or whatever is always, I I believe going to be very effective. Now, granted from an ad's perspective, that's not always plausible to get people to watch more than a three second video or whatever. But in general, I think organically, as we kind of dug in with them, that's something that just that trust building factor has been a huge, uh, huge thing. I'll say that when we have done your three seconds, you'd be very proud of Chad, who's my husband and business partner. He does all the filming for us. When we're like doing a, a video campaign for you guys, I'm like starting it and I'm like saying what I want to say. And he'll be like, you have three seconds, Becca. You have three <laughs> seconds. I'm like, I know. So I try to remember that. It's just hard. That, you know, that's one of the biggest challenges with, with videos and, and Facebook in general, just advertising, especially interruption advertising, um, like it is on Facebook and Instagram. That's always going to be a challenge. Absolutely. And, and Becca, have you found, have you found that to be true that that video has been one of your most effective uh, channels in reaching people? Actually, I would disagree. <laughs> I would say for me, I, I literally today um, met with our, our YouTube people, the Harringtons, and I was like, guys, I'm just not finding joy in YouTube right now because it's honestly, it's been stressful because I am not a planner. I am not somebody who's going to be like, here's my three months, six months of all the videos I'm going to do. I do so much better when I'm like, oh, I've got an idea. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to talk it out on the microphone. And that's when our we started our podcast in 2018. And I was 
I just did that to start to get like a something different going. But I did not realize that by getting our podcast going, people just started buy now, buy now all the time with me because they just, as Jesse said, it was all about building that trust. And if they could hear me instead of just reading my words, that that really helped our business grow so much just because I started to step into their everyday life. So video is definitely a close second, I'd say, but for me still, it's the, the podcast is still what people know me for. I think obviously it's the longest one. And that's what, honestly, that's what I enjoy most. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense because it's still, I mean, yes, it's not necessarily people aren't seeing your face, but still just hearing your voice. And and I was going to adding on to what Jesse was saying. I know Krista, my wife has uh, reached out to you a number of times, even before you were a till client asking questions about our son, Jack and the difference, you know, you know, we'd get in a good routine uh, with them and then he'd hit a different stage and he'd fall, he'd regress a little bit. And I always thought just the way you talked through an issue. There was no, you know, judgment there or condensation, you know, uh, it was just very, Hey, yeah, this is what you should do. And this is totally normal. And, uh, so I could see that being a, uh, an effective tool in bridging that trust gap for people and getting them like, okay, yeah. You know, and I, I think especially just it being such a stressful time for people's life that, you know, they don't want somebody to come and be like, Hey, what are you doing? You're doing this all wrong. And I can't believe you would, you know, I can't believe you would do that. So would you say that the podcast is one of your best organic channels? I would hope it is, but it turns out, and I literally looked at this today and was, didn't want to believe it, but currently our most organic, like to, from, from a social aspect to our website is Pinterest, which I'm like, no, that can't be true. But it is because <laughs> obviously they're clicking because of our blogs, our podcasts, our YouTubes, all that stuff. So social wise, it's definitely that, but I would say our podcast has helped the way like that's grown our network. I think that's grown like our word of mouth network. And that's I'm invited to pediatrician's office and things like that. And this past spring, I went to go meet with a group of pediatricians and they all listened to my podcast. And I was like, what? <laughs> I felt so inadequate. Like, oh gosh, I'm just like, just felt so embarrassed, but they don't know that stuff. So they're soaking in themselves. So the podcast, yes, has definitely helped our network grow. Thank goodness for Instagram um, DM option to have audio and or video because that also helps so much and just connecting with clients. But yeah, for for me, audio, I always wanted to be a radio talk show host when I was a little kid. I would like pretend to be on the radio when I was little. And so this is like my dream to like, have my own podcast. So it's still my favorite thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's all centered around content for sure. I mean, I think Pinterest is only effective really for people who do a really great job of consistently creating content that's shareable and engaging. So uh, I think that just speaks to the kind of content that you're you're sharing. And we've run ads to your podcast. And I, Jesse, are those still going? That's a good question. I don't think they are. I don't I, think I they think, are. Yeah, I don't think they are right now. Um, but I, I will, you know, kind of, I guess a question that I have uh, for you, Becca, is given that your industry uh, and what you've seen is being able to build that trust, like me and Davey have both experienced in just having you explain things to us personally, and then also seeing, you know, whether it's podcast episodes or videos or, or whatever, where you're able to talk through these problems in a very way, in a very way that's non-condescending or non, you know, even like uh, putting down other sleep kind of systems or options that people have. Uh, do you find that, you, or do you think that's, that's, that's so effective because so many people come to you with preconceived notions about things or they have like big objections in the way that you do sleep training? 
Yes. And I really in this last year, and we have, we've actually done ads to concepts like this, but in the last year, I've really leaned into the fact that there's no secrets in sleep training. Like and people, people have told us that what they buy from us is nothing new to them. They just needed the accountability, which is a different part. But there's only really a few handfuls of sleep training methods. And if you want to go in the way that like I don't teach, that's fine. You do you. But you know what? If it doesn't work for you and you want another solution, then I have a solution for you. And I think because we've so comfortably and confidently leaned into like, oh, yeah, we teach leave and check. We teach stay in the room. These are our two strategies. Sometimes a controlled crying method gets flack out there on the internet, but that's what, and that's what we actually see comments on our ads. Like, Oh, I cannot believe you cried out. And I'm like, well, you don't even know what you're talking about. And then, but actually it's a really powerful way on an ad. People say there's one ad and I can't remember. I think it says like, what's your plan or something. And there are so many people, I don't know what audience you guys have going to it, but there is like, there <laughs> Just are people all the haters. out there. It's yeah, the audience the called haters. haters. Yeah. yeah, it's the one with all the haters, but it's actually really powerful because they'll be like, I can't believe you teach cry it out. And I'll come back and copy and paste our link to our YouTube video about the methods that I use. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, I actually don't use cry it out. And here's an entire video explaining my methods. And so, and then they like go to our content, maybe, maybe not. But it definitely like, it's been interesting. I get to use our content to back up what we do on the ads, which is like so fun for me. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a conversation that we had with you early on and have had with clients, uh, other clients as well as like how to deal with negative comments. So I'm glad you bring them up because it can be a really powerful way to deal with uh, objections and just, you know, kind of overcome the preconceptions that people have before purchasing. Yeah. Yeah. And I've definitely banned and deleted many a comment on the ad. <laughs> I'm really good at that. I, I did. I, I talked to people recently about like, you know, you can just ban it, right? Like they're not going to, no, no one cares because it's, you know, negative to what you want to share. But in my industry, it's not warm and fluffy and fuzzy and like, look how great it is to grow your you know, whatever, you know, your, your business or your interior design, whatever, like it's nothing that's aesthetically pleasing. It's you no, know, your child is probably going to protest. They're probably going to cry. And we all know that, like, we all know that changing habits is hard. So it definitely brings out the, the haters, the crazies, and I'm definitely not afraid to delete, ban, and or reply lovingly. Yeah, for sure. And, but the, the replies even, I mean, I, th I think one thing that we stress is that if you can make good out of the comment to try to do that, because all of that engagement helps, even if it's not the nicest engagement, but yeah, totally with you that, you know, you can kind of tell, uh, and I'm sure you can after, you know, well over a year running ads who you can sort of, uh, maybe turn the other direction or, or makes a, you know, lemonade out of lemons and who you just need to ban. Yeah, no, I actually remember Jesse telling us when we first started working with Jesse in like early 2019. And we, I asked him, I was like, I think I asked you like, Oh, can I delete some of these things? And you said like, Oh, actually like the more comments, the better. And I was like, Okay. Like that was really hard <laughs> for me because I want to control it. I'd be like, no, I want to write the narrative. It's all got to be good. But yeah, I soak it in now. So it's fine. And a lot of times you can learn so much about objections that people have and how you can make your marketing more effective by having those conversations with some of the haters, especially, you know, like those things where, you know, if people are reading your ads and thinking, oh, she's cried out when really you're not, then that's something that we can learn and make sure that we can kind of meet those things head on before those conversations even need to happen. Right. And actually, 
I don't know. I think you guys have had a lot of turnover in um, or different change of people in your copy because it's all been it's all been amazing. But I do know I've talked about this back and forth a little bit in the beginning with some of the ad writing. I was I just started to notice. And again, because I know what I do that. Oh, yeah, we can't ever talk about newborns and sleeping through the night. Like that was a big, I think, ad learning moment was like, oh, yeah, we can never say sleep all night long with a newborn because that's not true. And then you're going to get people that are like attacking you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And, I, you know, it's funny is I actually get people commenting on the ads and saying, how dare you promote a photo with a baby sleeping on their stomach? I'm like, oh, my gosh, guys, like, don't don't read into that. But there are certain things in the copy that are important for our business to get right. And that is something that whenever Emily sends over copy, like, I know it's always going to be great because you guys have learned our business really well. She's learned our like, it's just it's I can't say enough good things about it. But that was an early learning curve was trying to figure out how to please the ages and the ad and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, and just advice for anybody out there. I mean, I feel like you've been so patient in, in just teaching us and giving us feedback on those sorts of things, because we really want to make sure that we put together copy that's going to be true for or true of your business that, that promises results that your business can actually get you right. Because long term, if we're promising something that people can't get, even if they purchase, you know, it's either going to turn into a bad situation or, you know, maybe a bad reputation long term, which doesn't serve anybody well. But we appreciate, you know, just kind of the the patient feedback that you give us along the way and give us an opportunity to, to make those revisions. I do want to chat a little bit about why you started running Facebook ads. What made you think maybe there was something there uh, and just maybe your early experiences with with ads? Yeah. So I didn't know anything about running Facebook ads. I, I was that person that was like, oh, boost a post. Okay, cool. <laughs> $5 here, $20 there. And honestly, that's what people in my industry were doing. And they said it worked. So like 2015 through 2017, every now and then I'd be like, oh, okay. My friend Katie said she just boosts this for $20. I'll try that. Never worked ever. <laughs> and it just was not a good idea. And I even, I even like bought and took like an ads course and never finished it, never really, really implemented it because that's not like what I needed to focus on. Um, but we realized in 2018, that was when our podcast launched. That's when we really started to like take off more and getting one-on-one -on -one clients. There, we we didn't have any courses at the time, and it was that kind of one-to-one to one-to-many -one switch that we realized, like, oh, I can't serve this many people. I was also way I thought overcharging. Like, I mean, yes, sure, I'm sure it's it's definitely worthwhile to spend six hundred dollars to fix your child's sleep. Like in the long term of their life, that's very well worth it. But to an exhausted parent who's so sleep deprived and um, maybe not earning that much income, or even now in like COVID times, it really did break my heart to be like, oh, you're struggling and your life sucks. Great. That'll be $625 like <laughs> for two weeks, you know? And so it was that, that turning point for us. It was like, okay, we have to do something. So we started our courses and just we're doing fine by ourselves really. And, but we wanted to, we wanted to grow, we wanted to get out there more. And so in, I think late 2018 is when I just started to ask around like, Hey, how can we learn more about, um, I guess ads, I guess, I think this is the next step. And we had worked with an agency with our newborn course, which was kind of like our original thing that I don't even really think about that as our primary course, but the agency that we worked with was horrible. And so I just like wrote off like agencies. It was like, no, this is terrible. I'm never working with people again on this. Like I can do it myself. So Chad and I thought we could, we dabbled in it um, on our own. And then we realized we needed help. And so that's when we got connected to Jesse 
um, ended up working with Jesse for, gosh, I don't even know, like six, nine months. I don't even know. And he really shared with us, obviously, how to build the ads and what to do and realized how complicated it was. But I didn't understand how complicated it was until we were like, okay, we're we're putting money in and we're getting money out. Like we're, we're in the black. We're not like losing money here. So that's nice, but we weren't scaling. And that's when we knew like, this is not my expertise and this is not Chad's expertise. And so I think that's maybe right about when you guys were starting. And so that's when we were like, please take this off of our shoulders, please take this. But we knew, we always knew we wanted to scale what we had and we knew we couldn't do it on our own. And like, I remember coming um, to Jesse and saying like, I just want a hundred sales a month. That's all I want. And we were doing that very quickly after that because we realized like, oh, there's, there's certain, yeah, obviously there's, you can do ads, you can do all these different things. And that helped us scale that. And, and obviously give room to grow to create other new things in our business. So it's definitely been, I wouldn't have thought three years ago that, you know, our, what we do is so anchored in Facebook ads and ad spend in general, but it's been like the lifeblood for our business. So. Yeah. Awesome. And as far as your experience with uh, that other agency goes, like, can you speak to, you know, I mean, maybe some of the differences in your experience with that agency uh, to moving to towards ours. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And just kind of the things that even people listening, if they're looking for help with Facebook ads, stuff that maybe they should be looking for. Yeah. So I actually, we worked with an agency and then like a independent person and it was both like the worst, like the worst thing ever. First, uh, it was an agency that was first. It was just like a big box company, I guess. I don't even remember just some large corporation. And we were like, yes, we have a newborn chorus. We want to market it. And they were like, great. We'll, we'll, you know, start running some ads to it. And I never knew what the copy was. Like I would literally see my ad myself and be like, what is this? Like, (laughs) I didn't know this was going out. And um, it would be like the copy would be wrong. It was just did not sound like me. They were price testing like, oh, maybe let's let's charge $297 for your newborn course. What mom is going to buy a newborn course is $297. Nobody. So it got to the end of like a three month period and we still had it for $297 and we'd sold two courses out of like thousands of dollars in ad spend. And I was like, something is not right about this. That does not seem right. But I was so naive. And they were like, this is normal. This is just how it's put. Like they just got to learn. I also should have been tipped off that there was a ton of like, oh, Julie's left our company. Now it's so-and-so. Oh, Andrea has left their company now. And so there was like sure. a lot of different people. And it's like, this doesn't feel good. So we, I don't know why, but we, we hung with them for six months. I think in like the they kept saying, it's going to take six months to learn your audience. It's like, it's going to take a while. So we were like, okay, I guess this is normal. I don't have experience in this. And we got to the end of six months and we like flushed $15,000 down the toilet and like barely had any, I think at, at most we'd sold two to three and in, in like eight per month. It was like, no, this is not what we're supposed to, this is not how it's supposed to go. So we stopped that. And then I think right about then is when we realized, oh, maybe our problem is our website. Let's build out a new website. So we hired someone to create a new website for us. And, oh, you can do Facebook ads too? Great, do that. So um, she gets going and I realized very quickly how very corporate, very cold, very like not personal, everything that she was doing was, and it was not my brand. And she ran ads for us for about two months. And the day that I opened up Facebook and saw glitter on my face on an ad that was not in there on my original branding photo, I was like, no, (laughs) this is not the right fit. Like in what world would you do that? 
And she would, again, never ran the copy by me, never ran the photos. And it was like, it was like a gif with like glitter sparkling on my face. I was like, this is terrible. So that was like a pull the plug immediately. And I just, I was like committed. This is not, I'm never doing this again. Like this is terrible. And it was through like personal business relationships that we were connected with Jesse and Becky and then connected with like, then you guys with Till. And there's a radical difference between our past experience and our experience now. And what I tell everybody is that you guys really truly do care about our business and you care about our growth and you are very open about, let's try this, let's try that. Oh, you know what? The scaling is not quite working. So let's kind of scale back here. Whereas before it was not client-based, it was obviously money-based and money for them. So there's, um, I'm like really sad that we had those beginning experiences, but it's kind of like you have to have something terrible, I think, to appreciate the next thing. And so now we, I mean, some of the, the, um, I was listening to some of your other episodes on this and I'm like, I don't even know some of this lingo that you guys are talking about, but that's okay. I'm not supposed to know the lingo. I'm not supposed to know these things. And like I shared before, when we realized how much more complex Facebook ads were than, you know, spending $5 to boost a post, I will never forget opening up my ads manager just to be like, Oh, I wonder what this looks like as they're doing it. And was like, I'm sorry, is this even mine? Like there was like a bajillion <laughs> different, like ads, campaigns, all these things. And I remember Chad and I looked at each other. We were like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> so it was, and I think that's like when Ryan had taken over everything and like started to just, I don't know, rule the world on our Facebook ads thing. And it was just, it was honestly incredible. It like blew me away that I felt like I had been in kindergarten and now all of a sudden I was in college. And I was like, oh, this is like, this is more mature. I get this now. So it's definitely been, it's been an awesome experience. And, and again, I will say that the biggest difference between my past experiences and now is that till really takes the time to get to know our brand and get to know me and my business. And you listen to what we want to do. And you also tell us new things. And I'm gonna put a giant plug in here for Nate, because we love Nate, but he has like in his, in the reporting that we get, there's like always a new idea. And even yesterday he was giving Chad an idea about our promo codes and stuff like that. And we're like, Oh, why had we never thought about that before? <laughs> and we're not supposed to, that's like his job. But I mean, it really is from like top to bottom. We can just tell that we are being cared for and you guys care about how much we're investing in this to actually, you know, help our business, help our family. And now as our team has grown, able to help their families and beyond. So it's been an amazing experience. Yeah, well, that's that's awesome to hear. I uh, We really appreciate all that. I will say, uh, but Jesse, that's something we have to work on on the podcast is, is bringing it down a notch. <laughs> what do you think? What do you mean? Well, just making sure people can understand oh, what we're talking yeah, about. I, the whole <laughs> point. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So I know we'll, what ROAS is and that's about all. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is that, one of the important. most important things. Yeah. 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 One kind for of sure. question kind of, to bring that down for people that may be in a similar situation that you've been in your journey through growing your business through paid advertising. What are some questions that you would like, you know, advise people ask or what should they know about, you know, kind of uh, who they're, they're kind of getting in um, to help them with paid advertising, whether it's an agency or a person um, or anything like that? Yeah. So, and I'm thinking about this because a lot of our, I coach a lot of sleep consultants and of course now they see my ads because they follow me and they're asking like, Oh, well, how, how did you do that? I'm like, I didn't. 
And honestly, the first question I would have, and, and when I am asked like, well, how did you get started on Facebook ads? My question back to them is like, do you have a course or something that you can market? Because, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but from what my understanding, I don't understand. And maybe it's a low budget or maybe it's a low something, but if you're only serving one-to-one, I don't understand how that would be effective in something like an ad spend wise. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I don't think we would have ever been ready for Facebook ads if it had just been like, book a call with Becca and work one-on-one for like, like, that would have been not a good, like that would have not been a return on my time. And so I think that for one, I, I don't believe that any starting sleep consultant, I'm just going to speak in my industry. I don't think they have any business even getting started in Facebook ads in their first maybe year or two, because you're learning so much and you're trying to figure out where you are in your business. I would probably have that person if they are, if they are feeling like they're established, they have something that they can market and they're ready, then I would definitely have them just take some time, get to know the person or the agency or whatever it is. I would probably ask, you know, what's their, like you guys always have at the bottom of, you know, weekly emails, it's like book a call whenever you want, which we really appreciate. We don't use it except for we're like, oh, we should just probably use that just to chat, but just to talk through our stuff. But that to us has made us feel like, again, we're being taken care of. So kind of reflecting back on, well, what have they said they would do for you? Are you, do you, are you going to have like a monthly availability meeting? Are they going to help you? Are they going to help you with ideas if you need ideas? Because not everybody out there has creative ideas to like run an ad for. How are they going, how are they going to help you in assisting to build these ads? Are they going to be able to run the ads by you before they actually are published? That was my hardest lesson I learned. And how much, how interactive are they going to be with you on that? And maybe, even if they're willing to share, like if they're willing to teach you a little bit along the way, because I do think you should know a little bit if you're going to step into that world. But for me, it would just be the, the are they going to care about your business? Are they going to get to take the time to learn your business? Or is it literally just going to be, hey, send me a PDF of your brand kit so I know your colors and your fonts. Great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesse, did you say you had a, a second question? No, that was it. Okay. Yeah. Just curious more than anything. It's, you know, potentially helping other people avoid situations like that, uh, that she's been in in the past. Yeah, for sure. I would say, so I want to hear some of the other things you have going on in addition to ads because, and, and you, you know, I'm open to, I'd be interested in hearing both of your thoughts on this. I think one of the things that makes your ad so effective is the content that you have built up around that. You know, I mean, like, so we talk about uh, the trust gap a lot and bridging the trust gap and that's what you get, gets you to purchase, right? And so people are gonna come in with objections and, and we've kind of talked about this already. And so you can post, you know, a YouTube video or a podcast episode or a blog post or whatever that you've written really uh, about this objection. And I think that just gets people from point A to point B so much more quickly. So in addition to some of these channels that are more front-facing that people see, do you do any sort of email marketing as well? Yeah. And actually I, this is, this is probably bigger for me than ads was when we, when I met with Jesse back in 2019 or, or whatnot, 2019, I'm getting confused on the days. But anyways, one of the biggest things that we worked on was creating core lead magnets and just more things for people to download. And I checked on our stats this morning just to be totally caught up. And we we have so many amazing things that people can download for free that we just came up with in that weekend. Like, oh, we're going to do a schedule generator. That's been amazing for people. People tell me all the time. They go like every month. 
and go to our schedule generator and get the new schedule. I haven't made a new schedule in that. So it's just been running since 2019. And there's like thousands and thousands of people in that. Our, our other, our big one is our free guide. That's four. Uh, what is it? Four steps to solve your child's night wakings. And that was, we, we already kind of had that, but we retooled it knowing that kind of circling back to, Oh, audio is like my biggest thing. And I'm, I totally subscribe to the mode that your free download should just be incredibly amazing, right? Like I want people to see success with my free download and they do, they don't ever buy my program and great. They are now fans of mine. And so our, our four steps to solve your child's night wakings is it's a, you know, pretty good sized PDF, but then every day you get an audio message from me in your email. And so over four days, you're going to hear me coming to your inbox just saying, oh, well, you tried this new bedtime routine last night. I bet when you started to do the bottle after the bath, your little one got a little frustrated because this is new and this is different. Just kind of like talk through those things that like I know it's going to happen because I've seen it. And that I can't remember the actual like numbers on it, but we have like a 13% conversion on that free download because I know it's because I'm there with them for four straight days and then they want to buy. And that's something I know we run ads to that. And that's been probably our, one of our biggest ways that we get people into our funnel of um, getting to know me. That's, and that's, that's personally my favorite. Yeah, that's so awesome. I think a huge lesson uh, that we can pull from that from anybody is whenever you have any sort of lead magnet or freebie, the most successful downloads, PDFs, P, uh, you know, audio files that people can get, uh, even whether you're giving you know away the farm and you're telling them everything or, or you just give them you know one little thing, the most successful ones are ones that solve a problem and do that in that time period. It's not something where you continue to promise results. It's not something where you are like giving them more problems than they already have. It's something where you're taking them where they're at and you're solving a problem. You're giving them a win, whether it's like an immediate win or something relatively quick because you're building that trust and there's nothing more valuable in you know marketing than being able to come away with more trust than you had going into it. And I think that that's a great example of how how quickly people, I mean, a 13% conversion rate from someone who's never heard of her before that downloads this then listens to four, that's pretty incredible. And so I think it just goes to show how much you can win by simply like being a, a guide and helping them through a problem that they have. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, Becky, you'd mentioned earlier, like there's nothing, there's no secrets out there about, you know, uh, getting your getting your child to sleep, right? And I think that's true for pretty much pretty much everything, you know, I don't think that there's like, like if you, if you do enough research, you know, for something like website design, right, you're going to find, you're going to find tutorials that are going to tell you exactly how to design your own website. But I think the, either somebody coming alongside you and, and doing it for you, because that's what they're an expert in, or just showing people like a linear way of doing it, like your courses do. I mean, that's what people want. And, you know, I could, I mean, Chris and I, we did, we did a ton of research on <laughs> trying to uh, get Jack on a schedule, but it really took maybe coming alongside you coming alongside us and, you know, sending us these audio messages on like, yeah, you know, that's going to happen, but just, you know, stick with it. Or are you sure you're doing this? Or here's what you can expect that really, that really helped get us to the finish line. So 100% agree. Like, you should feel like you're giving away too much in your in the content that you create. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's actually uh, in our in our business coaching, I've heard a couple people say like, "Oh, yeah, my free download is just like one page." And I'd be like, "You're missing the point." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not like then they could get that anywhere. Then so yeah, if if it's a big deal, like I don't 
I mean, this is Chad, but my husband has like fake email accounts that he'll play. He even puts his like brother's email in on things where it's like, get us something for free. He's like, I don't want to junk up my email. I'll send it to my, I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> terrible. But people are really, really picky about emails now and like what they actually want to sign up for. And I totally am. So if, if they're going to like put that trust to just like tell me their first name and their email, then I want to send them something good. And that's, that's just what we try to do. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like there's anything um, in addition to, you know, the pieces of funnel that we've talked about so far that you've done different tweaks or different things that we've done collectively that have really helped, you know, sort of amplify or multiply your results? Yeah. So what we're trying to work through now, kind of circling all the way back to Jesse saying, oh, video is really great. We're trying to do more of that. We just filmed, I think like two weeks ago, a couple of new promos that that Nate suggested, like, hey, let's try to get some more videos because our, I think our one of our top performing ads is a video that was in 2018. And it like, I cringe every time I see somebody like comment on it or like, I'm like, this is so old. And I don't think that matters, but it's, or the video is old. That doesn't matter. But for me, I, I want to be able to stay like fresh in what we have, because we have such different things to offer now. So one of the things that we are trying to do is just stay fresh with that. But we're a video content right now, our video ads. I think that's something we're trying to test out with you guys to see where that goes. Yeah, absolutely. Jesse, what, what would you say? Would you agree content just the, con- the the supporting content uh, being super important in, when it comes to running running ads, one hundred percent. And I think that that just goes to show, like the more places you're seen and the more places you have people, uh, you have to be able to send people whether they are coming from the ad to more content or they're coming from that content and then you know being retargeted with ads. The more places they're seen by you know seeing you have a ton of content out there, the more deep that they can go down that rabbit hole in your own ecosystem, the better you're going to keep people longer. You're going to build that trust more, you know, like if you go on down a YouTube rabbit hole and you see one video and then you watch another video and then, you, you know, or if it's on a blog, like you all of a sudden feel like, Oh, Becca is the expert in this field. And anytime you can walk away being the expert, you know, you're going to have 13% conversion rates when it comes to, you know, email campaigns and stuff like that. So I would 100% agree in that. Now, granted, it doesn't mean you have to have all of those pieces before you can, you know, start doing ads or you need to, you know, create all these ads to promote content before you can really do anything. But uh, I do think that being able to have strategies where you use them together can be uh, very, 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 very beneficial as Becca has uh, uh, shown and, and proven. Yeah. And I think that's one, one clarification that I would make is I don't think necessarily you have to be, you have to show up in all the different places. You don't necessarily have to be a YouTube sensation and a podcaster and uh, you know, whatever. And, and the list goes on. You just need to figure out where or how you're going to be able to bridge that trust gap. Is it going to be through having a lot of stellar testimonials that people are sharing, you know, on, on Facebook or in a Facebook group? Is it, you know, having a well-listened to podcast, uh, a put together YouTube channel, whatever it might be, but thinking through that, that and thinking that okay well it's it it's probably not going to work if you're if you're trying to run ads and you're just sending them to a page where you know it's it's basically empty with just the offer right so i think if you took away you know becca i would guess if you took away a lot of the other stuff that you have like within a sales page whether it be testimonials or whatever or even the other places that people can go to like your podcast just to see is she really legit you know does she really know what she she has going on that those ads would be far less effective so Again, I think, you know, we're, we're always so impressed by you just in how quickly you can, you know, turn out content, you know, like you're definitely a, 
uh, a doer, you know, in, in that, in that way, you know, like Nate sends over, you know, Hey, we should do videos. And, and here you are, you've created, you've created videos. So always, I feel like makes our job a lot easier for sure. Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, like, like I was sharing a little bit about YouTube has not been like my favorite way to create content. Cause you have to plan it. I'm much better to just be like, okay, you want me to do this? Great. Let's do it right now. Or let's do it tomorrow. So it's definitely, that's a good and a bad thing, but yeah. I mean, when it comes to, I would agree with that. Like it, you don't have to be on all channels doing all the things to have that success. You'll just not, it's not super great idea, but honing in on one thing has definitely been something that we've enjoyed doing. So yeah, I'd agree. Sure. And you also, I think are so good across different channels, you know, it's sort of unfair in that, in that way, <laughs> in my opinion, but it certainly helps for sure. So Jesse, anything else as we wrap up here? I don't think so. Not for me. Awesome. All right. So Becca, fun way that we've been ending, ending our interviews, talking about the worst business advice you, uh, you've ever received, you know, sort of like what, you know, when we came up with the podcast, uh, stuff marketers say, there is a lot of bad business advice out there. And there's a lot of cliches that just get said over and over and over again. And so they lose their meaning or they become distorted or it just becomes like people try to make the, you know, like, oh, you have to email your list 30 times or the money's in the list, you know? And it's like, what does that mean after it's been said a thousand times? So anyways, this is just a fun way that, that we've been uh, wrapping up our interviews. So tell us what is the worst business advice you've ever received? The worst business advice I ever received. This is this doesn't, I think, apply to every single business. But for me, the worst thing I could ever do, and then I took this advice, was to hide your prices on your website. So there was a season where I I think it was only like a few months. Um, I was working with this business coach, and she was like, you need to take your prices off. Like That's going to be so much more appealing. <laughs> I don't know why I fell for that. So I took my prices off of my website and guess what? No one booked a call with me because when you're a parent who's exhausted and you don't see prices, you're like, oh, market price, that's going to be so insanely expensive. On I go to the next person, right? So it was actually, it was that. And also I was a part of an organization that's like an international um, association of sleep consultants. And I did not know, but part of their rules was that you had to have your prices on your website. And I really valued being in this group. So the organizer reached out and was like, Hey, I see you took your prices off. Like you really need to have those on. That's like part of our like code of conduct. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That was a really stupid idea. So I, 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 I no longer worked with that coach after, you know, that season, but I'll never forget her saying that. And it doesn't make any sense when it comes to like, when you only have one-on-one services or any service, like I want to know when I go to your website, like, well, how much is it going to cost? And if you hide that, then I must not be able to afford you, but maybe you can. So that was definitely, that was, that was a bunch of crap. Yeah. Thoughts on that, Jesse? Yeah, I mean, I mostly mostly agree with that. I I have run businesses where I you know have like starting at prices, for example, and and really I think it depends on the industry for sure. But I do think that in general, my first recommendation for people is always to be at very minimum having some sort of starting at price for people to see if you have a, a service. If you're having a digital product, then it's a no brainer. Like you need to have prices on your website for those things. But you know, in general, I think that having some sort of, uh, because you're right, if you get somewhere and you don't have prices, you have to like talk somebody to get to prices first, you know, like, Hey, this is probably going to be a big ticket item. And unless it's something that you really want and already have some exposure to that business, or you have friends that have used it before, it's one barrier that's really difficult to overcome just from a marketing perspective. 
And I also think it's, you know, like it maybe makes more sense for a luxury item, you know, not that sleep isn't luxury. No, but, but you it know, in the season, be, it shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be. And although sometimes it does feel like it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but point being is that I, I think especially for like, you know, you think the people you're serving are parents in a sleep deprived season of life, uh, a stressful season of life. You know, I, I think that pe- people just don't have it wouldn't be serving your clients well or potential clients well to make them go through the the hula hoop of, you know, trying to figure out, OK, what is the price here and what is the offer and exactly what am I getting for how much? Uh, so I think that makes a lot of sense. Cool. Didn't work. Put them back on. Everything's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And certainly true of like the courses and things like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Those should be very visible. And, you know, something that you do well is when you're running a promotion, understanding, you know, people kind of see, okay, what, what are they saving in, in a given promotional period? So, but Becca, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.